0: Hey guys, welcome to the I hope to hear this podcast. Today we have returning guest, Edward Sun. Today he's not here as Captivated the Rapper, rather he is here as Edward the Designer. I've been working with him for the last year on rebranding of this podcast and coming up with a fresh visual, uh, fresh and original uh, visual identity of the podcast. So we talk about the entire process, what it all entailed, and yeah, this amazing work that Edward was able to do for me. So thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Happy New Year. And I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to I hope to hear this podcast. We have returning guest, Edward Sun. Um, and today we're not talking so much captivated. We, we already covered that. But today we have a very specific reason, specific to this podcast why we have edward so edward thank you for being on how are you today i'm doing great i'm (laughs) glad to be back yeah um and it's weird because you haven't been on the podcast uh since what like last year yeah i think it was end of last year it was like december yeah last december yeah but um i feel like you've been on the podcast a lot only because we communicate via this platform quite often um yes we've been uh talking in communication with each other uh for yeah i mean pretty regularly this past year and that's because mm-hmm. we were working under the on, behind the scenes on a kind yes. of a rebrand um of, of the of the of the podcast yes that's and right. um i i during the 2019 or yeah 2019 recap episode i did last year i kind of teased at the fact that i we would be working on a rebranding i didn't divulge who it would be with at the time but now you guys know it was with edward um so it's been in the works for that long um and it was because the process was very involved i mean a lot of it had to do with the fact that you know there was a pandemic going on. And right. we, we each had personal things that we had to attend to, but um, it yeah. was a very involved, very from like the ground up kind of process, right? And so um, we have Edward on today to kind of launch this rebrand. Um, and also for Edward to kind of talk us through, um, yeah, what, what what it takes to really uh, do what he did. Um, Cause I, I thought it was incredible um, and I'm really happy with the product. And, and so, yeah. Wanted to talk through that with you today, Edward. Sweet. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. So let's let's just start from the beginning. Um, like the first uh, meeting that we had. Do you remember what it was like? Yes. Um, I remember we met at a cafe
1: when yeah. back when you can meet in public places. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh and yeah, we I guess I I asked you a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. Stuff like, uh, you know, what are your goals for this? And uh, why do you want to rebrand? And uh, what do you hope? um, Yeah, what do you hope for out of this process? And then I kind of showed you, uh, you know, I asked those general information and then I asked you, like, um, I I showed you some logos Mm -hmm. um, that already exist in the world, so I could get a feel for your taste visually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I like something modern. And modern could mean a million different things aesthetically, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just getting on the same page uh, about that stuff, and then um, I think it was, I think it was pretty short that meeting, mm-hmm. and then the real like me asking you everything
0: was in the meeting after that. I think. Yeah, but I think the first meeting was really helpful because I've never gone through a process of working with a designer on something. The, the Mm. previous logo for this podcast was it was a generic photo from the anchor app. Um, So Mm. like there could be potentially, I think tons of other podcasts out there that share, share the same image. Um, But I really just picked it thinking, Oh, it's bright and orange. Maybe it'll catch people's attention, but there was Mm. no thought uh, beyond that. Right. It was just, Hey, it's a bullhorn. I'm, I'm, telling people what I hope they hear. So maybe it would be good. But um, talking with you as to kind of the purpose of the podcast, what, you, what I hoped it would be and things like that, it actually really helped me because it, there were things that I wasn't really thinking about much. Mm. Um, I think I wanted the podcast to just kind of be whatever I wanted it to be in the moment. Um, but that, that kind of kept it unfocused. And it, it had me kind of every week thinking about, what well, what should I do this week? Because there was you know it mm. was too broad, yeah. um, but but that first week was great. Um, you it it was really challenging, right? It was hey, like what are you trying to do with the podcast? Was I think one of the main questions you asked, and yeah. I had to really think about it. Yeah, and, and that's I- right.
1: Yeah, I, I remember. Um, well, I think one huge part of that first meeting was also, uh, me. I really tried to educate a lot about. Uh, logos like what makes a good logo and what makes a good brand Uh, because a lot of it is just differentiation um, which people don't I guess realize and also logos that are witty are kind of more popular but they're not necessarily more effective you know Mm. Um, so stuff like that we talked about and then yeah a, a big challenge that we got into when we started doing more of, I guess this is called the discovery process of the branding, uh, of the branding project is, um, we really got into like, wh- who's going to be your focus, yeah. you know, like what is your target audience going to be? And we, ha- we, we kind of had to battle the fear of losing potential artists and guests, um, and, uh, audiences, mm-hmm. um, versus really honing in and being really relevant to a, specific demographic you know Uh, i think that was the biggest challenge and that's like a huge challenge for a lot of people as well who go through this process but
0: yeah and um i think what really helped me kind of buy into that was you know all the stats you brought i think it was in the first meeting where you were Mm -hmm. you you brought you did a lot of research specifically two podcasts and you said hey um people are more likely to listen while they're doing this instead of doing this you know these type Mm -hmm. of people um you know, the podcasts that do well, are you know, they're, they're focused in this way you know, and all, all those kind of things. And, um, and I think the, re- that discussion really happened at a good time because I think that was when I was also really um, trying to hone in on what the actual identity of the podcast mm-hmm. was going to be. Um, yeah. Cause l- like I, I mentioned several times is um, the, I hope to hear this podcast really started and it was formatted in a way where I could, really let it be whatever i wanted it to be like i didn't start it with the intention of i want it to be this so um to be able to go into it after a year and pretty much after a year of having done the podcast um i I had more experience i had more of an idea of what i wanted it to be and so that Mm -hmm. discussion I, i think was so integral to yeah to this rebrand right if If you hadn't had the discussion with me, um, if you didn't ask those questions and we just jumped into, well, what kind of logos do you like? And let's let's try to design what the logo is going to look like. I think we would have gotten a much sloppier product at the end. Um, No,
1: for sure. I I think what's super important is the discovery process, like learning what we want the company to be, what we want the brand to be um, so that it's not just up to subjective opinions later, mm-hmm. right? So if I say it needs like it needs to look like this or here's the uh, iconography, like stuff that I incorporated in the versions I'm showing you, um, I can say because we agreed that the purpose was this or mm-hmm. the goal was this and our values are this, because of that, I incorporated those things and represented them visually this way. But without that, it's kind of just up to, oh, I like this. I don't like this. I'm not feeling this, whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And then that's when you get into like a million revisions and then nobody's happy. And uh, yeah. So it's really to protect everyone and not to waste anyone's time, but Mm -hmm. also it's valuable because it gives you, I guess, more clarity, more direction. So that's the strategy. I think the strategy side versus just the design side, um, I think they should both come together always with branding, not just, Make me a logo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So.
0: Yeah. And I remember we kind of, I mean, I, I think the entire process was super smooth. Right. Um, but I think the, like you were saying, the, the biggest challenge was, um, kind of defining the target audience. Mm. Um, I think yeah. I, I, at one point we were going back and forth, um, like, should it be two Christians? Should it be not to Christians? Mm. Um, should it be like, I, I think we even talked about like race at one point. Um, but i think the the where we landed was okay the target audience we want to see is like christian young adult asian americans right that's right in metro atlanta in in atlanta (laughs) right right
1: um yeah so very specific as opposed to before where none of those parameters were there but you know a big thing that uh was really helpful i think in the most helpful thing in the whole process Um, I think there's two things. One was when I met with you and I asked you all those questions and we really clarified, you know, what you want it Mm -hmm. to be. And then the second most helpful, uh, maybe even more helpful was the interviews that I did with listeners of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, so I called three people who listened to the podcast and, uh, we had a conversation. I asked them a bunch of questions about how they felt about it and what made it special, stuff like that. How could it be improved? What are the weaknesses, all that? Um, and then we kind of came out with it seeing, like, everybody agreed that it was a really good representation of, uh, the like, the life of Christians in Atlanta, <laughs> Asian American Christians. And because of that, like, we also saw that, you know, the podcast maybe unintentionally just because you're interviewing people, you know, not intentionally saying, Oh, I want Asians and I want Christians. Right. But it just unintentionally became that like we wanted it to be accurate. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of just wanted to own it. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, And then, and then that kind of feels authentic, but also gives it focus and clarity. And so I think those conversations were huge. Yeah. um, Bringing that, makes it most of the time with this process, it makes the client feel like, oh, this is actually exactly me, mm. you know, or this is exactly us because we got it from the people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because the owners can sometimes have a really biased perspective.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I, I, I think the I, I, that's why I think the whole process was, yeah, it, it's not just, it, this was not just a design project. I feel like this was truly like identifying the, identity of what the mm-hmm. podcast is and what we're what I was trying to make it become. so yeah I forgot about that but yeah that was huge um um yep. the fact that you were able to come back to me and say hey this is kind of the feedback from the listeners that I interviewed um and mm-hmm. like kind of because I I never get to do that right like me personally right. um I talked to my friends who listen um but this was you know way more objective right because like they could tell you honestly what they thought about mm-hmm. it without like because like, you know, you're just, a uh, you're not the owner of the podcast, so you wouldn't be offended right. by anything negative, right? So mm-hmm. um, I think, yeah, the, the whole process of really, I, I think you broke it out like this, right? It was, wh- what do I want it to be? Like, what do like people like, view it as? No, like, what do I think it is? What do people view it as? And what do I like, want it to become, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. like, defining those things, so that it's not just a blob of random thoughts out there, but like actually like honing in on on that, I think it was super helpful for me. Well, great.
1: That's so great to hear. The other thing that maybe people won't know is that, you know, I had, I did a ton of research about the whole branding process, but I never tried it on anyone Mm -hmm. from beginning to end until this podcast. So Mm -hmm. this was also like a huge learning experience for me. And uh, to see that it worked, was amazing to me Mm -hmm. you know like (laughs) the fact that when i brought something to you and you were like this is exactly what i felt like this should be you know Mm -hmm. or i really feel like this is right for us it kind of showed that the process is actually like full fail safe you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying it's foolproof it's um it's it's just based on what people said you -hmm. know what i'm saying like the whole discovery process was the foundation for everything um and I think that really is the reason why it was so smooth, even into the later
0: three phases after that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I just wanted to clarify um, on the target audience part. I don't want people to think, oh, well, I'm not a Christian, young adult, Asian American living in metro Atlanta, so I should stop listening to the podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. That's like, you made it very clear that the target audience wasn't meant to be like, well, this is exactly who must now listen to the podcast. This is an exclusive mm-hmm. club of just these people. Now, I think the idea of um, identifying the target audience is to just say, well, who's actually listening? You know, um, who is it, like, who is it going to resonate with most? Because um, right. I, I remember, that's why it was a challenge, right? Because I wanted to be like, well, I don't want it to just be these people listening. I want it to be a, a broad, like broader range of people. But you're like, no, 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 right. it's, it's not just about, who were gonna give special permission to listen to the podcast? About mm. it's just um, the identity, um, like the the way that it's been built so far, and the way that um, I kind of wanted to take it. Um, the the branding needs to uh, project like immediately, just from like looking at the branding. Like, who would it be helpful to, right? So yeah. that that's you were saying. It, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I might be misremembering things, but um, you you were saying that you wanted the branding to communicate who the target audience is, right? So that people can get it like that, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, the idea was not, if you are not in this audience, then you will hate this podcast Mm -hmm. or you need to not listen to this podcast. There's gonna always be people like that. There's always gonna be people you don't expect who actually like it, right? But we wanted it to be where if somebody falls within this demographic, everyone who falls within that demographic is going to like it. Mm -hmm. That was the idea, right? So if I am an Asian American Christian in Atlanta and I've seen this podcast, I will immediately like it and I will listen to it. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. Because it was technically created for me and the communication is tailored towards me. Um, And that is not only the target audience, but that's also what differentiates the podcast from all the other podcasts. There's no, no other podcast that, is doing that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think that's the main idea. Um, it's, it's, uh, there's always going to be people who, I mean, we even talked about, we want some people who aren't Asian and want to know, um, or people who aren't in Atlanta who want to know, or people who aren't Christian who want to know more, um, who are going to be interested. And that's important to us. Like we value that. Mm -hmm. Um, but more important than that is we want to make sure our community has a voice Mm -hmm. right and we want the people who listen to the podcast who are part of that community to feel like they are represented or they're understood you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying um so yeah i think i think that's the main the main focus of honing in yeah yeah
0: and i think you mentioned that's yeah that's kind of the hardest part as someone who is the owner of the brand right um Mm because The idea is you go into it because I, I this is what I read a lot when I first started the podcast. Um, almost every art- article I read said you want to have a focused target audience, you want to have a focused mm-hmm. like identity, like a niche like group that you're addressing. But yeah, I never liked that because, like, I'm a huge fan of the Joe Rogan podcast. And mm-hmm. you can't really put him in a box, right? He right. just talks on everything. It's he, very broad topics. And, you know, so I think um, I always thought I kind of want to be that more than anything. Um, but, mm-hmm. but walking through this branding process helped me see the value in actually, you know, thinking about differentiating myself, the, the podcast, yeah. and also getting into you know, who the target should be. Um, yeah. So uh, I. The thing I wanted to talk about next is the actual logo, Um, because I think there's so much behind it. There is like every little part of it is like very intentional. Um, And Mm -hmm. I wanna make sure everyone listening understands what the new logo is. Um, So do you you kinda wanna walk us through kind of the logo? Sure, let's do it. Um, So
1: I guess most people will probably see the logo on the podcast art. Mm Yeah. so um, basically how we landed on this logo, one thing, uh, I chose the color palette. The first thing is the color palette, which came from the idea that this is for Asian Americans. Right? Um, so I took the most common colors from the Southeast Asian flags, right? Mm-hmm. So you have uh, red, blue, uh, which are in the Taiwan flag, um, in the South Korean flag. I mean, there's more, uh, mm-hmm. and then the, the color yellow, um, And then those were the three originally, actually, just those, and then white, which also include the American flag colors, Mm -hmm. red, white, and blue. Um, So it kind of felt perfect for Asian America. It represented that well. Um, But, you know, uh, in the the revision process, we felt, oh, I don't know if we want to completely remove orange because... We don't want to make it feel like, oh, this is completely not connected to the previous branding at all Mm -hmm. because most people probably already associate the podcast with the color orange. Um, So I included orange in there and that actually ended up looking even better because it kind of uh, provided more of a gradient effect. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, you know, really appealed to me visually. Um, So that's the first thing, the color. The second thing is the icon. So you'll see... Like in the upper left, um, there's this icon that consists of two shapes, right? Um, and so there's this speech bubble because the whole idea, the big idea of the whole podcast that we came came to in the strategy phase was we want to give the community a voice, mm-hmm. right? And the way that we're going to depict that visually is um, a, the 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 icons and the symbols and the visual elements that are associated with speech, right? So like a speech bubble or the bubble that goes, uh, that your text messages are in, you know what I'm saying? Um, So I kind of took that idea, but also the giving them a voice or elevating them, empowering them, kind of putting them out to, so more people can hear it um, with the megaphone idea, like. Again, going back to, we don't want this to feel completely disconnected from the old branding, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I don't know, I, I through my explorations of the shapes and the logos and everything, I came to this way for, you know, there's actually something in common with the left part of a megaphone and a speech bubble, mm-hmm. you know? And so I just combined that and I felt like it was perfect. Like you could easily tell it's a megaphone. You could easily tell there's a speech bubble. Um, both of those things uh, align perfectly with what we felt the the podcast was actually all about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not only that, it was super simple, which is super important for a logo. You want people to, if you ask somebody, hey, draw this company's logo, you want them to be able to draw it from scratch, right? Mm-hmm. From memory. Uh, you don't want it to be too complicated. So this is extremely, uh, fitting for that. Yeah. Not only that, I think it's memorable once you understand the, uh, meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is nothing like it. Um, I don't think, you know, in my research, there's nothing as close to, um, what we have for, I hope to hear this. And so I was super proud of this logo actually, when I, uh, when I created it, I was like, this is, this is a genius idea. Yeah. <laughs> it just came together so perfectly. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I'm very
0: proud of this logo and yeah, I, yeah. I really like it. So, and, and it appeals to me personally as well, because one of the first, like we talked about during our first session, you had me kind of look through specific logos and I chose which logos I liked. And we realized that I, I kind of like the, the sharp logos. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. if you look at the logo, there's a lot of like sharp features to it. So mm-hmm. like I, on a personal level, I think it looks awesome. Um, and yeah, like you were saying, when you understand the meaning behind, like, the colors, uh, what the two parts of the icon, like, actually represent and what it looks like as a whole, um, I think yeah, there's, it's really memorable. Um, it's, it really does, uh, in the, at a quick glance, it does communicate what we're trying to do with the podcast. And mm. I, I really, it was interesting. I'm, I'm kind of, um, I, don't, I don't know if, I'm, I'm a pretty passive guy um and obviously during this whole process you're the expert so um there was never a point where i said hey no i absolutely hate this like we got to change it everything Mm. was always a suggestion just based on my limited knowledge of what branding and design is um but like you were so great to work with because i'll just throw an idea out there like um hey like and the the whole orange thing right including orange Mm. in the color was it actually came from my wife Um, my, my, my wife saw one of the first um uh stress of the logo and she said well you know like your brand I feel like it has a lot to do with orange um I worry that people like might if you completely disassociate yourself from it maybe people will think that it's going to be a completely different podcast moving forward um right so we threw the color orange I, I just threw it out there not saying hey Edward let's go ahead and add orange it was just a suggestion hey well how would it look like with orange and you know like you you were yeah I I really appreciated you, um, not just writing it off. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, like I, I guess it was uh, because of trust, right. I trusted you to write it off if it was a completely bad idea, but, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, like I I think there was another one where, um, for the, the episode templates, um, yes, the first set you sent were all black backgrounds. And I said, Hey, like, how would it look with like a white background? No, but Mm I, that interaction I really appreciated because, um, you didn't just say, "Okay, I'll just change the color to white and send it back to him." You actually looked at it and said, "Hey, well, white—it was the contrast was too bright." Right. Yeah, it it just felt
1: uh, it felt like it was too much. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially especially now, it's a it's a huge trend to not use really bright colors, especially mm-hmm. when people are viewing on screens all the time more now, mm-hmm. especially for podcasts, always on the phone, um, and dark mode is all the rage. You know what I'm talking about? So. I decided that an off-white would be better um, and you wouldn't really notice that it wasn't white either. You, your mind would think that it's white, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't like blind you every time you saw pure 100% white. So
0: Yeah, and, and that's, the, that's the trust I had in you, right? To, to not do the thing just because I said it, but um, mm-hmm. really look at it and see the merit of it. Um, so, uh, and I think that's why, that's what made this whole process super smooth. Um, mm-hmm. Like I didn't fear that my input would ruin what you're doing um, because like I trusted that you would, you know, throw away anything that didn't make sense. Um, yeah. But also the fact that you valued my opinion was, it's, it's weird, right? Because they seem like they're, they would be contradictory, but I, I feel like you found a very good balance um, in between um, to say, I'll take consideration of your input. I'll, I'll value it. But I'm also going to inject my expertise, um, what I know of design and and to make sure that, you know, none of that kind of crosses um, boundaries that it needs to stay within.
1: Hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. That means a lot. That's a great compliment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I Um, I do
1: always try to incorporate revision, like what the client thinks, because mm -hmm. you don't want this is branding is the most important and the most emotionally invested an owner is going to be. know what i'm saying in 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 design like if it's just a product you could just say oh i didn't like that one next one we're gonna change it right but with branding it's so close to the owner's heart that to just say um i'm just not gonna take that suggestion um it could it could really uh leave a bad taste in their mouth you Mm -hmm. know because it's so close it's so important Um, yeah so yeah that's why
0: yeah and i'm just so people who are curious know Um, this wasn't just about the logo like we were saying um you you basically created like a design guide for me right um it includes like all the colors that we would use um like all the different fonts that we would use like you you chose specific fonts to go with the branding identity of the podcast um i I specifically requested like episode templates um so you provided those um and you provided it so, like in you know, a uh, format that I can easily, you know, update, change, and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. So, well, let me ask you this: Is this something that you're you're going to try to continue to do in the future, um, helping brands do this? Yeah, I, I would really love
1: to. I mean, um, I, I also did this for the company I work for, Brain Trust Creative. I mean, it was more, it was a really collaborative process because everyone there is creative. Um, but I've also been trying to do it for more friends. I've been trying to bring in more uh, of these types of projects to that company so that I can work on it, you know, with, you know, at my full time. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I think a big reason why ours was drawn out was because I was doing it in my free time. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know?
0: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So I would really love to keep doing this. And, uh, I think especially after seeing how this one turned out, I'm Mm -hmm. just, it's like so rewarding, you know, (laughs) cause like we went through so much work and so many meetings, but the end really feels like
0: what we wanted, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm Um, and I really like that. So, yeah. And I mean, it is definitely a time investment. Um, like even if like, the pandemic didn't happen, even if like you were working on it full time, like it's, it's just the meetings that we had alone um, were, it was, it was a pretty big time investment, right? But mm. I think it was necessary, like hugely necessary in coming to the product that we came to. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like, I just, I just think that I didn't really have an idea of what, the, what I wanted the podcast logo to look like. So if we went into it without having kind of cemented the identity... There definitely would have been so many revisions. Like, I, yeah, I'm the type. Yeah, I'm the type where um, I know what I like when I see it, but mm. I can't really express it, especially for visual things. I can't. I can't like say, hey, this is exactly what I want it to look like. I'll just be able to tell you, I like this. I don't like this. Um, mm-hmm. So, so the fact that we kind of came to a consensus, like uh, an agreement on what it, what the podcast identity should be, really helped me kind of get in my mind okay, then like, I'm going to be expecting something that communicates this, uh, our brand's value and identity. And when I saw our logo, it definitely did that. Right. Um, So yeah, anyone out there who has a brand or who is looking to launch a brand or whatever it may be, um, contact Edward. It's like I said, it's it's not going to be just a one session discussion with him and he'll get your product. He's going to walk you through a lot of different things, but i think it actually provides value beyond beyond the brand and the logo um Mm like i I feel like i mentioned it to you multiple times throughout our sessions it's uh yeah just being able to understand more of what i should focus on in terms of the content of the podcast helps Mm -hmm. hugely yeah yeah Yeah. great
1: well thanks for the plug i appreciate that
0: (laughs) of course um everyone follow edward creates on instagram and uh contact them via that if, if, uh, if this is something that you're interested in. And I mean, monetarily speaking, it's, it's also not a small investment, right? Because it, it takes up a lot of your time um, just so mm-hmm. everyone knows. Um, but again, like I said, it's, it's super worth it. It, it. There's a lot of value in it. So if, if you're trying to actually really launch something legit um, for sure, talk to Edward um, mm-hmm. and, yeah, the, this, like the design guide, I, I can't talk enough about this, but the design guide that you gave me, it's not just for you, right? It's not just for me. It's if I want to do something in the future with a different designer, um, then I can just hand off that design guide to that person and mm-hmm. they'll have, you know, the color palettes, the fonts, like everything to work with um, to make even future product projects um, uh, easier. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I just, I'm, I'm hoping I'm articulating the value well because um, I- yeah and uh, if you if
1: you guys listeners need like a better understanding or picture of the whole process um, I'll have a whole case study up on my website um, and my website if you follow my instagram you'll see the website there so um, yeah if you want to look more at the beautiful things that we created together then <laughs> go look at that yeah hopefully it'll be up by the time this podcast this episode is out so yeah
0: yeah. Yeah, well, so th- that's kind of the, the pro- uh, podcast rebrand. Um, I hope you guys can now look at the logo and really appreciate you know all the meaning behind it. Um, but, Edward, now, since I have you on, I actually wanted to talk to you just about kind of, I mean, you're such an insightful, deep-thinking guy. I, I always <laughs> love talking to you. Um, so I, I actually wanted to um, open up our conversations with a question of, like, how has it been? Because um, you're married now. Um, but you got married during the pandemic, and your mm-hmm. the entirety of your married life has been, you know, that's right, with COVID, right? Um, so yeah. how's how's that been, bro?
1: Yeah, it's been very interesting. Uh, so it wasn't just that we got married during COVID; it was that we got married during the stay-at-home orders. Mm. Okay, so. Like we had to go to a really far county in Georgia because they were the only ones that were accepting uh, people like actually coming in and answering the phone to make appointments, all that. So we had to go there to get our license. And then we scrapped the whole ceremony, like the uh, hundred person guest list we had. We just didn't invite them. Um, and then we decided to just go with our, um, bridal party, but they weren't there in person either. They were mm-hmm. joined, they joined through zoom, uh, same with the officiant, they joined through zoom. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, uh, Deborah's, it was just both sets of parents. Deborah's sister was there, but my siblings, uh, weren't there. Um, so it was literally like, s- uh, 10 people, wow. you know, present, mm-hmm. um, and then we had like terrible, uh, fi situation. <laughs> so, uh, everyone who was present, it went really well, actually. It was at, at Deborah's, uh, my wife's parents' backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a really nice backyard. They, they decorated it like so beautifully. The pictures actually turned out amazing. So it was actually great. It's just no one heard our vows. Um, and no one could tell when we had already kissed or whatever. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, uh... But after that, um, yeah, since then, it's been,
0: it's been really good. I mean, I hear, oh, let me ask you sorry. about, because yeah. Um, yeah, I remember seeing like a picture of your wedding, and mm. the officiant of uh, Pastor Joe, right, was, yeah, he was on like an iPad, right? That's right. He was, so, yeah, he was on my laptop. Oh, right, right. So like, how did, how did that work? Um, With the bad Wi-Fi connection? Like, did he do the whole like service as he normally would? Or Yeah, well, so luckily, um,
1: luckily, the Wi-Fi only broke, uh, was like having uh, problems when me and my wife were talking. Um, So like after the message was already given, after the introduction and everything. So that was fine. Mm. Um, But... Joe actually, Pastor Joe's wife, Grace, she was the one running the Zoom session. So she was the one playing the music, making sure it was sharing properly, spotlighting the right things and, you know, switching between the different people. It was, I mean, she was huge MVP with, I mean, both of them really worked really hard to make this happen. Mm -hmm. Um, We did rehearsals and they gave us like, Pastor Joe was also like, hey, send us uh, the order of service that you want. And then he was like, send it by next week. And then we didn't. So he was like, here's an order of service I made for you guys (laughs) and all of that. Um, and then like the night before is when we sent them the songs. I mean, we were really rushed too, because we originally planned to get married three months after that point. Mm. Um, but the whole thing was like, we don't need to plan a whole reception and ceremony anymore. So why would we, why why should we wait to get Mm -hmm. married? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it was just it was pretty crazy. But he gave the message. I mean, the like when the bride walked in, it was you know the Wi-Fi was still working thankfully. Um, He introductions everything, and then when he gave it to us to share our vows, um, that's when they couldn't see us anymore and Mm. they could kind of hear us. Um, So yeah, that that was that that was a whole experience. But when we were sharing our vows, we were really into it. And then the, you know, the parents who were there, they appreciated it a lot. Mm. Um, and we enjoyed it a lot. We didn't even know they couldn't hear us until we finished our vows. Um, and then they were like,
0: did you, did you finish your vows? <laughs> and then, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was, it was very interesting. <laughs> yeah. It sounds memorable. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people getting married during the pandemic has had to do similar things, but man like in like let's say in like five years uh, when you tell the story of your marriage like it's gonna be so f- like fun to hear about like how you guys had to you know go to different counties um like yeah. in the backyard you know, like had to bring in people <laughs> yeah. virtually like i I've, I've heard of like guests being on zoom but your wedding is the first i've heard where the actual officiant was um yeah because, yeah <laughs> That's easy.
1: true. Yeah. the The thing is that Derba's parents lived in live in Lagrange, mm. which is oh is an hour and a half drive from here. Yeah. Um. So to ask people to go there who are not family, we felt like it was maybe a bit much to ask. Mm. You know. Uh, plus, like my parents are older than sixty five, and they're both pretty. They were. I mean, in the very beginning, most people were really more cautious about the virus, but yeah. they were especially even more on the further end of cautious mm. than most people. Um, so I didn't
0: want to make anyone uncomfortable either. So uh, yeah. yeah, but it worked. So yeah. And that's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, you, you yeah. didn't really compromise on anything, but you guys still got to, you know, have a wedding ceremony and, and all that. So that, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So how it is, how cool. is uh, just living? Um, Cause w- one of the things that when I got married that me and my wife did a lot it, actually in like the, first two three months of our marriage like the house that we're living the town home that we're living in right now it was not completed yet so we lived with my parents for a little bit but during that time oh, wow. yeah because of that we took weekend trips like every weekend like we traveled oh, like, wow. a that's ton awesome. during that time period but and you know we went out on <laughs> dates like we did a lot yeah. of different things right but that's not really an option for you guys right now right Right. It is not.
1: (laughs) So yeah, it's been, uh, I think it's been, there's pros and cons, you know? Uh, I mean, I know that there will never be another time in our life where we will spend so much time together. Um, and I also know that, um, like early in your marriage, people always tell us, I mean, married people who had been married for longer, they always told us like first year of marriage is so important. You want to make sure you're present, you're there, you're spending Mm quality time. You're building the culture of the the family. Right. Um, and I really feel like we've had the opportunity to do that, you know, like mm. to the max because we're, we're together 24, seven, really. Like, cause I'm working from home. Um, and when Deborah was working, she was working from home, you know? Mm. So there's just uh yeah, I think that's been really good, especially because, you know, my love language is quality time. Um. Um, so that's been really great for me actually. Mm. Um, and, uh, the other thing is the, I guess on the flip side, there is, well, I guess this is a pro and a con, but it's, you see your conflicts earlier. You know what I'm saying? Like you spend huh. so much time around each other, you stuff that would have taken longer to come out and for you to deal with would actually have a lot more opportunity to come up sooner. Mm. Uh, and so we've been dealing with a lot of, uh, our, I guess, crap, <laughs> um, sooner, right? And and I think that's good, you know, because that's important. We want to deal with all this stuff um, as early as possible so yeah. that we can know how to deal with it going forward. Um, so that's been really good. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the challenge is that before we got married, uh, we used to go out a lot. Like we used to go try these experiences. There's a lot going on in Atlanta all the mm-hmm. time. We would go, we would try new restaurants. That's like our number one favorite thing to do is to eat food, like mm-hmm. new food and at nice places and all of that. Um, and we just uh, have not done that. You know no. what I'm saying? Um, we, if we try food, we have to go get it and then bring it home. Um, maybe it's because I'm a little more uncomfortable than most people with mm-hmm. COVID. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's been, I guess, difficult. Um, like I think the safest thing that i planned for us was there's this drive-through festival of lights in the city that we did oh cool um where you can stay in your car the whole time but like beyond that it's difficult you know we've been going to the park a lot we've been taking a lot of walks yeah <laughs> uh stuff like that but um yeah but that's not something unique to marriage i guess that's something everyone in the world is experiencing at yeah the moment. yeah No, but Uh, I
0: think um, the added twist of your situation is that you guys are trying to build, like you were saying, a a marriage um, and what it looks like right now, it's probably not going to look like this, you know, maybe a year from now. Right. So there you have limited options and the things that you can do. Um, So I think, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I mean, for you, I mean, for me, because I was already married for like two years before everything happened three years yeah three years before every, everything like happened like mm-hmm. the transition wasn't as bad but you know when, when you start off like this and then like having to have conversations about what it looks like you know like when you guys go out e- even the, co- the conversation of when both of you will feel comfortable enough to go out and ha- kind of resume mm-hmm. everyday life like that's going to be like pretty unique to a, a marriage born during the pandemic right yeah let me let me ask you one question though um you mentioned that you were kind of on the more cautious side of, of the the virus. And so, so are we, like my wife and I were kind of on the more more cautious side too. But one of the things that um, me in particular, I've been struggling with is um, like a lot of our friends, a lot of people that we know are kind of loosening their, um, the parameters in which they can like meet and things like that. Um, But, their parameters are much wider than the parameters that my wife and I have. So we missed out on a lot of stuff. Right. Um, yeah. Have you been dealing with kind of that, like struggling with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think I feel that we're missing out. Um, I do feel, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like we're missing out. I just think it's, um, a matter of time, I guess. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we will be able to experience those things, you mm-hmm. know, just not for a while. Um, and I also feel, I guess, more, I I I know people who have passed away from COVID mm-hmm. yeah. and I don't want, I, I guess that's always really sobering whenever I feel like, oh, I wish I could be more lax with this whole situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I think... And in general, I don't know, I, I might've talked about this last time, but one of the recurring things that is like always present in my mind is death. Like I'm always thinking about death mm. and how our lives are just fleeting, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, like uh, literally, I think this virus is a, is a huge reminder of that because somebody, I, I mean, I heard a podcast about one guy who, you know, went to a dance thing before the lockdowns. Um, and then the, in 10 days he was dead. Mm. Um, and those types of stories are the things that on top of the pre-existing fear that I already had mm. and, and caution, um, I guess, make me feel less, I guess, caught up on FOMO mm. and more caught up on, I'm just grateful that i'm alive and i'm healthy
0: you know yeah um so yeah so, wow so the whole death thing right yes. do you feel like I mean, that that must be exhausting thinking about death all the time <laughs>
1: um yeah i i think you know for a while it was debilitating yeah you know uh i mean it it, it is you know, everything that's not in moderation can be really detrimental to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I think uh, for a while it was like that, but over time it's been more, I think it's been more healthy, like mm. recognizing repeatedly and regularly that my, I can't trust or hope in anything in this world,
0: mm. you know,
1: because it's all going to end and it can be taken away tomorrow or like right now, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, because, and and that's not unheard of, it's happened to so many people, you know, so many people, uh, love their family and, uh, all of their emotional stability rests on their family. And then some accident happens, you know, um, or something like that. And and I think it pushes me, it might sound weird if you're not a Christian, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it pushes me to really, um, look beyond this life and, uh, really think about why am I here? Uh, If the purpose of God giving us life, uh, at least after the fall, and uh, if the purpose of our lives was uh, just to be comfortable and to live as long as possible or to live, just to live, then it's not, no one is fulfilling that purpose because everyone dies, you Mm -hmm. know? And remembering that our purpose is beyond that, you know? Um, There are things more important than living. Um, I think, yeah, that's... That's what makes it, instead of debilitating depressive anxiety, it makes it, uh, I guess, motivation for godliness. I guess Mm. desperation, wanting God, and um, having a good perspective, thankfulness, that also produces gratitude. And a lot of times, even with me and my wife, um, it makes me feel really... It it makes me cherish the moments we have that are mundane, I guess. Mm. Even yesterday we had an argument and I felt in the moment, like I will, I cherish this moment as well, because if I were to lose my wife, uh, I would miss even fighting with her, you know? Wow, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I think that's the angle. I guess it's really com- complex to explain. I think mm. about death all the time, but it's, it's good. <laughs> it's like positive,
0: but huh. yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I'm sure that was a journey for you to kind of be yeah. able to, wield it in a positive way instead of allowing it to just continue to be debilitating because um, yeah, yeah you're right on, on the surface it sounds like super morbid <laughs> i'm really like <laughs> right kind of like sad maybe even alarming right for yeah people to hear that but yeah I, that's that's awesome that you have that you, you kind of put a, a positive twist to it um especially as a christian to be able to um, look beyond this life and i think that's a really yeah. really good message hmm. and so are, are you looking forward to the to the end of this year. So actually, when will this, well, today um, is December 30th. We're recording this on December 30th, but this yeah. this will be recorded. I mean, this will be published in uh, 2021. It'll be the first episode, but are, mm-hmm. are you looking forward to the new year? Um, do you have any plans or any things? That yeah, you
1: I mean, I am looking forward to, so I'm so grateful for my job because uh, my boss actually, so every year my boss takes us on a Christmas trip. Right, and it's like all expense paid for. We are not allowed to spend our own money on this trip. Wow. Um, And so he, this year we couldn't do that, obviously. Um, So he gifted each family in the company a um, two plane tickets to a national park. Um, So I'm looking forward to doing that. I think me and Deborah, I mean, we haven't felt comfortable going. I guess anywhere that we would traditionally go, we always think about, um, yeah, we always think about like cities. Mm. um, But national park, we're more comfortable with that. But uh, also, I have, I am very optimistic that it will be safer to travel in 2021, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that we will be able to go out to eat more, and we'll be able to see our friends and worship at church with other people. I think those are the most exciting things. Yeah, uh, we were planning. You know, before all this happened, we wanted to go to Asia this year, um, or 2020. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, because we want to meet each other's families, I mean, we were going to hit Korea and then hit Taiwan, um, but we couldn't do that. So you know, it would be awesome if we could Mm -hmm. uh, in 2021. Uh, I mean, so many things. I I'm also starting a YouTube channel for design. That's right. uh, That will be started by the time this podcast comes out i'm excited for that Mm -hmm. um so yeah just a lot of things you know
0: um so yeah uh, let me ask you about the youtube channel i've been meaning to ask you about that so on your instagram page um all your kind of design projects you kind of show the final product and then on Mm -hmm. the second one in the video format you kind of show the entire process of like what you're doing right yeah. One thing I really appreciate about about it is you don't just show the parts where you do it perfectly. Like you show mm-hmm. like your first try. Oh, you don't like it. You scrap it and you yeah. do like <laughs> like I, you see the whole thing, right? So right. is that kind of what the YouTube channel is going to be, or how's it going to be different from your Instagram?
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm actually going to go. I'm I'm, I'm going to do a lot of explaining, mm-hmm. um, like breaking it down. So I actually so the the time lapses that I post on my uh, Instagram you can watch them and still not know how I did it, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Even if you know the programs, uh, I don't show like the palettes that I'm using or the tools and all of that. Um, But uh, I have been getting tons of messages over the last year um, about a lot of my graphics and saying like, can you do tutorial? Do you have any tutorials? Like, how do you Mm -hmm. use this? I'm totally new. How did you, you know, all of that. Uh, So I want to explain that stuff. Um, And I want to make tutorials for people. My first video is going to be a tutorial. Um, But even more than that, I want it to be, you know, a place where I can express myself uh, more. Mm. I think there's a lot of, I feel like my personality has like a humorous aspect that I don't communicate in my Instagram, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. because my Instagram, you know, all the graphics are uh, about scripture and their, uh, you know, the time lapses, you don't hear my voice. You don't really see my personality. Yeah. So, uh, I feel like I can express that more. Even if I'm talking about design, I can like, you just hear me talk, you know, yeah. and yeah. I can be my, I can be myself. So I want to do that. I want to do like vlog style process videos mm. for projects that I've done for friends. Like even for this, uh, branding project, I'm thinking about making a video about that whole process, mm. Um, and then I also want to do like, uh, product reviews, but not like tech or something that a normal person would know, but like design assets.
0: Mm. Um, so there's like,
1: yeah, there's like these courses that I have taken to learn branding and to learn web design, um, reviewing that and making recommendations, um, having, I mean, there's some textures and some, uh, overlays that I use a lot in my graphics, Mm And I want to make recommendations about like the best ones that I found stuff like that. Um, Ultimately, the goal is I want to provide more for my family. So having multiple streams of income would be great long term. Uh, But also I want to, I guess, be more prolific as a designer. I've always been at, I've always admired people who do that. um, And I've always been afraid to, you know, I guess Mm -hmm. we have talked about this before, where I'm really, I care so much what people think of me that it paralyzes me sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I want to not do that anymore in 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm I'm trying to do that as well. Um, So yeah, and and I think uh, it will help me grow creatively, you know, constantly. I think the biggest thing that helped me grow this last year was I made something almost every day you know, and release it to the world. And I learned so much and grew so much. Um, I think if I can do that with videos and teaching um, and, you know,
0: designing that surrounds that, hmm. um, I think I'll grow even more creatively. So, yeah, you know, it, it takes me back to the conversation, the podcast that we had like last year, where hmm. one of the things that you mentioned um, as advice for people who are trying to be designers or to like get into that design space you said something like, make sure you follow like designers that you like. Uh, and mm. ma- like, there's a lot of free resources out there that you can tap into. And thinking about that, you've become one of those designers that people can follow to like draw inspiration from and to like learn from. That's kind of like crazy to well, think about, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, it is, it is crazy. I mean, it's crazy to me that people even think that what I do is worth a tutorial. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, because, you know, a a lot of the stuff that I do is me trying to, like me seeing something and then I'm just going to make some posts to try what they have done, like what already exists. Right. Um, but then people, I don't know, want to know how I did it. So I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, I still don't, I still don't think that I am where I want to be. I don't know if I, I guess, I don't know if I will ever feel like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but Yeah, it is crazy. I mean, I think the progress is, it is pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, and like we have like a year snapshot of it because I mean, when you started the Edward Creates Instagram page, um, I I remember you mentioning you started it with the goal of getting a thousand followers, right? Yeah. By by the end of this year, right? Yes. But you're what? You're sitting on like 3,000 followers?
1: Yeah, I am like 30 away from 3,000 right now. Yeah. So I would really... (laughs) You know, twenty twenty one, January first. It would be great to get thirty <laughs> more, but it's,
0: but it is already way beyond what I expected. So yeah. I'm grateful. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a testament to you kind know, of what you can do when you really hone in and like you're disciplined about your craft, and, and mm. yeah, you you set a goal and you you get after it. So, wow, it's uh very inspired by your passion and your drive. Really. Thank you. Yeah. Because. Yeah. And again, it's that wasn't the only thing you were doing. And um, you did the rebrand for me. I know you you mm. made uh, through your company you made the uh, logo for Grace Church. Uh, yes, the, Jim's Church. G K P C. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like you you had a lot of different design like streams workflows that, that, that were happening. But you, mm. you, I I don't feel like you really like let up. Um, I don't remember seeing a time period where I said. Oh, Edward hasn't been really updating his uh, Instagram. Like it's it's been pretty consistent. Um, it's been like just yeah. So I really commend you for that. I think uh, that's awesome and something that we can all be encouraged by, inspired by, and and strive for.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah.
0: that. Yeah. So, what's the uh, YouTube channel going to be called?
1: Um, you know, that's a great question. Uh, oh, I would know
0: I would say just look up Edward
1: creates mm-hmm. <laughs> edward's mm-hmm. son um yeah because you know youtube does this thing where you have to have a thousand subscribers before you can get a custom url or a hundred mm-hmm. subscribers mm-hmm. um and i don't have a hundred because i haven't uploaded a video mm-hmm. so i cannot tell you yet mm-hmm. but i guarantee you it will be entertaining and mm-hmm. educational so <laughs> yeah
0: oh so for now just uh look up edward's son right that's that's probably yeah. a, decent way to get get at it do you think the Mm -hmm. word you'll have the word design in there somewhere i don't know i i I mean i
1: will make my url edward creates Mm -hmm. um but i don't want to just say design because i feel like i do more than just graphic design Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i just want it to be creativity in general
0: you know yeah um so yeah yeah that's awesome so uh Guys, if you're listening, first, go follow Edward Creates on Instagram. Um, I mean, you say they're, they don't really share your personality, but I think it's really entertaining watching the time lapses of, mm. like, everything that you do. Um, and also, by now, the, the, the videos should be up. So um, go to YouTube and look up Edward's son and you yes. should be able to find. Um, and last question I wanted to ask, um, that chair behind you um, in, in the other oh. desk, this one yeah oh no, okay. no, no no the other one yeah 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 is that so i feel like i have the same chair <laughs> um is the leather like coming off of that at all
1: oh yeah it is the uh not on the back like uh-huh. yours uh-huh. but on the place where you sit
0: yeah it is coming off same thing happened to me um it was coming off i, I actually ripped most of this off because i hated seeing like uh like i hated it i hate inconsistent you know, surfaces my headphones are like that i don't
1: know if you can see that <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah. My so, are coming <laughs> uh,
0: yeah so for anybody wondering watching the video um <laughs> the reason why this chair is like this is because it started coming off on the on the seat and i started just ripping it off because yeah I need to get in. Go chair, for it! Yeah, but... just own the look. I mean, yeah. it's like uh, the
1: worn, grungy. You know, that's like the vibe of my whole Instagram. So
0: yeah, yeah, I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> well we're um, hitting the one hour mark, um, and I want to. I know you're super busy working on all your all your projects and things like that. So, um, well, but before we close out, though, I wanted to ask anything you wanted to talk about that we didn't get into. Um, anything you want to mention? Um. I don't know. I think, uh,
1: I think this has been good. And I think that, uh, yeah, I, I am, I cannot iterate, reiterate enough that, or emphasize enough that the branding process that we went through, it's, I, I'm just very happy with how it turned out. Um, And I think it's uh, yeah, I, I really want to be like the guy that does brand identity like not just brand design, but brand um, strategy mm-hmm. like, we, like we did. Um, I really enjoyed that and I appreciate the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm grateful that you trusted me and allowed me to try this thing on you that, you know, you had no reason to believe that I knew what I was doing, but, I, uh, but it turned out well. So uh, I think this is like going to be super uh, valuable for the rest of my career mm-hmm. because you allowed me to do that. So awesome. um, just want to express
0: my appreciation
1: yeah for you. of course no
0: but now i get to wear the badge of honor to say like in the future when we see brands that you create or you help like design i get to be like hey i was the first one he did it with you're right you're right <laughs> yeah. yes hopefully yeah. the future ones even live up to this because
1: you know sometimes you feel like this is so solid like can i even do this again
0: <laughs> no no i'm sure i'm sure your the future is uh, very bright for you edward and well, thank be, you yeah, much better. Um, so yeah, th- thanks so much for uh, taking the time to uh, talk to us. Um, guys, if you have any questions about design, anything, any inquiries towards Edward, please uh, feel free to email me at IHTHTPodcast at gmail.com. That's, I hope they hear this, abbreviated at gmail.com. Um, on, follow me on Instagram and I hope to hear this. Um, there will be a post with the new episode template um, that, Yo, let's go. Yeah, that, that Edward created. Um, so and you can leave comments there. Um, anything you can message me on Instagram or yeah, anything. You can find this video on YouTube at uh, just search. I hope to hear this. And you can see the chair that we were talking about both <laughs> in my video and in Edwards. Um, and yeah, uh, again, follow Edward Creates um, and look up Edward Sun on YouTube as well to follow him in his continuing design and creativity journey. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. A happy new year. And uh, um, yeah, let's uh, continue to get at it the way that uh, Edward Edward has been uh, this past year. Bye, guys.